Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is Denver Dave, and we're here to talk about the NFL. What's up Dave? Hi Jim, <laughs> just the two of us again. Yeah, we should start calling it the Jim and the Denver Dave NFL Podcast at this rate. Dave and the Jim Podcast. No, 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 no. no. Dave and the Jim. Listen to how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome guys to our second podcast of the 2019 NFL season. This is the last Sunday before some proper NFL gets kicked off. Uh, the first game, of course, is next week, Thursday. It's the Bears and the Packers. It is. The season doesn't actually kick off until Monday Night Football, which is the Broncos Raiders. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's going to be a classic. <laughs> it's going to be a skull fest. <laughs> yeah. So, last week was our first show back, and we did an AFC preview. This week, we have to talk about the NFC, even though we've got no skin in the game. I love the fact that you say we have to talk well, about the Well, we kind of have to talk about it. <laughs> uh, Philly Sai was supposed to be here to... Uh, Gives a little bit of NFC knowledge. But uh, at the last moment... The police Psy, caught up with him. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that on there, but uh, yeah. yeah. For for multiple reasons, Sai can't be here. Neither can Punk. Um, and yeah, and the King is in Ireland as well. So no no King this week either. But you never know. Maybe when some proper football turns up, then they'll, uh, they'll reappear. To be sure, to be sure. <laughs> well done, Dave. So uh, let's start with some news then before we go into the NFC preview. And of course, the biggest news came out last Saturday when Andrew Luck announced his retirement from the NFL following their preseason game against the Bears, saying constant injuries have taken away his love for the game. Luck turns 30 on the 12th of September. He'd met with Colts owner Jim Irsay earlier to tell him about the decision. Um, he was the first overall pick in the 2012 draft. He led the Colts to the playoffs in each of his first three seasons in the NFL, including back to back AFC South titles and the appearance in the AFC Championship game in 2014. But his career took a bad turn when he suffered a shoulder injury in Week 3 of the 2015 season. He ended up missing 26 games, including the entire 2017 season, because of shoulder, kidney and rib injuries. He threw for 4,593 yards and 39 touchdowns to win the NFL Comeback Player of the Year award last year, and led the Colts back to the playoffs for the first time since the 2014 season. However, an injury derailed Luck again earlier this year when he suffered a calf strain, Kept him out of the team's off-season activities and the mini-camp. Luck took part in only three days of training camp, uh, none as a full participant. What do we reckon then, Dave? Uh, were you shocked at the news? I was, considering he's only 29. Yeah. Um, and for the fact that last season was such... It was such a huge season for him in the fact that no one knew if he was going to be playing. And then he got got through to the playoffs. and well, to put up those was, numbers, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people's second favourite team last season as well. Well, know, not, not mine, not but. yours. Obviously. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's a big shame, and um, I think one of the major issues was the fact that uh, the head coach and the GMs were all saying it's just a calf sprain. It's calf strain. He'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. Don't worry, he'll be back. And just constantly saying that. Yeah. And then we should have known something was happening because they started talking up Jacoby Brissett, going, "He's the best. He's the best backup in the league." Because <laughs> one, I think one, there was an interview which. Um, the he's GM not, he's not one of the worst backups. In no, the no, league, no. He's, he's, he's a decent enough quarterback. Very, very good quarterback as a backup. Mm. As a starter. We'll see. We'll see. Drafted um, by the Patriots, you know. He did very well by with the Patriots. Um, someone I know is a Patriots fan, and they said they were a big fan of his. Um, yeah. Someone to come in and take over from Brady during Looks the Looks like Sergeant Apone from Aliens as well, so that's always a good look. I've never seen Aliens, so I don't know. Oh, that's horrendous. Sorry, man. Um, <laughs> Add it to the list of films I've never seen. <laughs> um, and the GM was asked whether or not um, they feared the Titans because the Titans potentially have um, the best backups or the best 
two mm. in the game um, with Mariota and Tannehill as a tandem and they just he just said no we've got Jacoby Brissett and went on this whole 10 minute spiel about how great Brissett is which is fine in hindsight now you kind of see why you probably mm. did that because I think there's a good chance that they'd known about it for a while well the ownership might have done but certainly mm. didn't get out to the press before no. the game had started um, if we just look at the, the money situation because that's another thing to take into consideration um, Luck could have owed the Colts 12.8 million as a prorated portion of the 32 million signing bonus the Colts gave him when he signed his five-year extension in 2016, and another 12 million in roster bonuses he was paid in March. But Indy have waived his right uh, to recoup the money, and is allowing Luck to keep it all. After all the pounds he's taken and given up the franchise, they're calling it a parting gift. But is this potentially a sneaky? Give yourself a year, two years off, Andrew, and uh, see how you feel. Well, this is an interesting thing. I was talking today um, to a Jags fan, and I said, when you heard about the news about Luck, right. you must have been jumping up and down and punching the air. And he said, yeah, yes and no, because he'll be back this right. season. And I was thought, okay, interesting. Mm. I hadn't factored in the fact he may come back when he's fit later this year. Um, it will be interesting to see whether that does happen. I don't. I, I don't see it because he could have easily just said look I'm just going to walk away for a couple of years take a sabbatical and just see where we go with it yeah um, say that I'm going to retire and then come back maybe in a couple of years I just for me I don't see it I just don't see it but yeah I think if you're the Colts you're going to have to make a move in the next off season to pick up a new franchise quarterback you mm. can't leave it two years before they've filling got, that hole they've still got Chad Kelly who's their backup quarterback so, um, <laughs> Luck finished his career with 61 completion percentage, uh, 23,671 yards, 171 touchdowns, and 83 interceptions. Some Colts fans, Dave, seem not to forget to remember those numbers because uh, they started booing him as he walked off the field for the final time. You can't be mad at that. What? So when I you can't go be mad at what? When you go to an NFL game, you yeah. go there, you get drunk, and you, you, you hear the Colin Coward again. No, <laughs> right. So, but you're you, going to be a contrarian, are you? Now? No, 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 absolutely not. Right. But you would have defend you, them. You would have been at the game. There would have been some idiots. We've, we've all been to sporting events. You know that there's morons there, yeah. And those morons shout louder than everyone else. There might have only been, especially at a Raiders half game. a percent a Raiders game or a Steelers <laughs> game or an Eagles game when they're throwing batteries at their own players as well. Oh yeah. But there would have been a small percentage Snowballs would have booed him, and it becomes a big issue, and it's not an issue. There's just some people who shout louder than everyone else. What about the ones that are now re- demanding a refund on their season tickets? Um, they, I think the long snapper for the Jags is offering shouldn't to ha- buy shouldn't them. Shouldn't have to happen. Shouldn't have to happen, Dave. What's going on? Breaking news: sports fans are idiots. <laughs> and well, there's doesn't mean we can't call them out then. Then for lack of class. Then great, but I'm just saying, I, I, if you go to a game and you have a few beers and something gets announced and and there's a boo, it doesn't necessarily mean you're booing him you're potentially booing the decision to, to, for him to retire yeah and you're booing I, you're, <laughs> no 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 you're booing the decision of I don't want you to go boo don't do it come and stay I'm, I'm not as hard on it at the end of the mm. day I, if I was at a Broncos game and I heard that Von Miller was going to retire I'd be booing the decision saying boo I don't want that that's that kind of boo rather than just boo you're a prick that kind of I, you, you should be clapping the guy off the field for this, yeah. what he's done for your team depends how many beers you've had that, no 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 but the problem is, Dave, is now in the in the well twenty first century, where everything is recorded. That is a snapshot now. That is going to be replayed forever in Colts franchise. It's a bit like 
like I said with the Phillies where uh, they booed Santa and uh, threw snowballs at him yeah it was Santa you know, been asking that's, for that's, that's for a, a stain while. on the franchise now you know and anyone it's, it's going to stick anyone who goes breaking into kids houses at when Christmas you start, Eve when you start talking about the Colts that's going to come up the fact they booed their franchise uh, quarterback is it, is it arse Yes. No, because it's it's a preseason game. He'll be presented to the crowd during. He'll be a, he will be presented to the crowd during the regular season at some point. Say, here's our potentially future Hall of Famer. Probably doubt it, but uh, the Ring of Honor. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Whether it'll be Hall of Famer, mm, I probably doubt it. But he'll be presented to the crowd at some point, and then there will be this almighty cheer. There'll be. Banners of weed love, they love and all that kind of. Then at that point, <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd be amazing. And then they start throwing bashes Shocking. at him. Shocking. Oh well, I, I respect the guy's decision. You know, yeah. Obviously, you can't go into a game not hundred percent and not not wanting to put your body on the line. He's he's been through the ringer. He needs to walk away from it. How much of it is down to money, though? Well, clearly not a lot. No, I'm I'm just thinking so. In, they reckon he could have lost out on half a billion in lost revenue by retiring now. But I'm assuming he's probably already made what fifty million, hundred million. Made, he's made a lot, so he's not going to be poor. Yeah. So if this would have been the eighties when players weren't earning huge amounts of money, he mm-hmm. would have had to continue. And what do you want to see? A guy who's it's like watching boxing. Do you want to watch a forty-year-old fat bloke boxing because he has to, or someone being there because they want him because they still love it? Well, yeah, but I mean, if you look back in the 60s, Jim Brown retired, I think he was 29. Uh, Gail Sayers, as well, he was around 29. All right, for everyone more recently, me, I, I um, Megatron, prob- he was 30 when he retired, and that was pretty shocking. Yeah, but he was playing on a dog shit Lions team. I it doesn't mean wa- you retired. I would have wanted away from that. Anyone else. would have walked away from that Lions team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And he had a face mask full of snow as well. He, t- he did. He did. Um, it's going to be a shame not to watch Andrew Luck anymore but yep. um, wish him all the best and not to the Colts fans I want to know what your opinion is on Brissette genuinely do, 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 so I said in our last pod that I thought the Colts were the sneaky outsiders well I mean AFC. that's probably what did it yeah you, you put, I'm you 100% the sure I've just killed them so <laughs> where did do you, you still stand by that decision the Colts are going to win the division and no <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> Um, not even close. I what I would say Get is really NFC teams. They have an absolutely <laughs> brilliant team. They have mm. a great line. They have a pretty good team. If though. Jacoby Brissett is going to be, is he's, he's ever going to get the chance and ever going to be a success in the NFL? It has to be now. Well, yeah. But I want to know what you think. Well, if we talk about Jacoby Brissett, he did have quite a few games for the Colts, but that was in the 2017 season that Luck missed. So Brissett was drafted in from the Patriots. Uh, I think it was week two. Yeah, it was week three, wasn't it? He went down. So it was actually, um, he came in week four, I think it was against the Rams because whoever they had in was getting absolutely mullered. Um, I, I was, can't, remember the, can't remember the backup they were going with, but it, like I said, it was that bad that he didn't last a half. I want to say... Brissett came in and he made he actually stemmed the tide a little bit but he was dumped in. He didn't know the playbook. You know, it was, it was not fair to put him in that position. But he did manage to see out the rest of the season, and that was on a much weaker Colts team that we're looking at now. Yeah, for sure. They brought in Quentin Nelson. They've got a better um, uh, receiving core now. Second much better much defense. Better, yeah. So, I think he's got a lot more pieces in place. So I don't think you can really judge him too much on 2017. But what I saw in 2017, um, 
didn't make me worried so much that the Colts are going to go you know, winless. I want to say the 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 guy who came in to replace was Tom Savage, but I think that was the Texans. Yeah, that was Tom Texans. Savage went down, and then Watson was brought in early and never looked back. So I think that I'm. Yeah, at let's the wrong let's one. not dwell on this backup that I can't remember anymore because <laughs> yeah. it's going to look really embarrassing. But, um, uh, yeah, I think that's the I think that's the the right timeline there. So that's Andrew Luck, Jacob Brissett. Wish him luck. Um, he's got some better pieces around him now to to make a play there. Yep. Uh, the other bit of big news was Jadavion Clowney, mm. who looks like he's not going to be uh, sticking around with the Texans. Another former number one overall pick. The Texans have contacted the Seahawks, the Eagles, the Redskins, and the Jets about trading him. Um, the Texans placed a fifteen point nine six seven million dollar franchise tender on Clowney earlier in the summer and had the opportunity to work out a long-term deal ahead of the July 15th deadline. However, um, the two sides couldn't come to an agreement, which means that Clowney can now only play for Houston on a franchise tender. The 26-year-old has not put pen to paper on the tender or reported to the team this preseason. On August the 13th, John McLean of the Houston Chronicle said he'd be surprised if Clowney isn't traded. So they they can try and they, a, they can trade him and someone else can sign him on that one year deal. But mm. the problem is he, he was the first overall pick, I believe. He was. He and that any value he's got has been massively diminished by the fact that someone can only pick him up effectively on a one year deal, and then again they have to franchise tag him after that. So they got to give him a big deal, basically. Yeah, to, to a huge on. deal. I mean, it's so, not like he doesn't deserve it. I mean, he amassed eighteen point five sacks and forty two QB hits and 106 tackles in 31 games over the past two seasons. Mm. Um, I mean, he just fired his agent as well. Yeah. Bus Cook, great name. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Clowney's open to the prospect of not signing an agent at this time and representing himself, which is oh, never Jesus, a good that idea. always goes well. For a guy that it worked for Ted Bundy. for a living. Um, Clowney apparently is upset the Texans placed him on the trading block and Clowney is even willing to not sign his tender and miss regular season games at a cost of just under a million a game check per week good luck to him that's what I say the fact is about a second for him now maybe even only a third hmm. they're not getting a first he's, he's an elite pass rusher that's oh absolutely it. 100% but they've waited too long in the season everyone else's squads are now going to be settled and you can make room for Clowney. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But his value is massively diminished by the fact that you can't sign him. It's not as though you can take over his current deal, which has got four years left to run. It's guaranteed in terms of well, what his guaranteed money is, in terms of what his terms are. Everything, none of that's guaranteed. You're taking over someone who essentially you're going to have to pay a king's ransom for and then get fleeced on salary cap. He's 26. He's in the prime of his career. So what do you think they're getting from them? I don't know. At least a second. <laughs> Maybe a couple of seconds, to be honest. Uh, I think a second... Or you're trading another one of your players, or two players, for... I, I, I think I was listening to another NFL podcast. Shoot me. What? But I know, right? And one thing that Waste was mentioned time. Waste was time. Um, going to the Dolphins with Kenyon Drake going in the other direction. Yeah, but he's already said he's going to the Dolphins. If, if money... I don't know. He's already turned them down. He's basically saying, I'm not going to the but Dolphins. But that, as an actual move, I can see happening, because... Mm, Except he's not going to they need a running back. I'm not saying that's why we listen to, to other podcasts, Dave. Is you're just getting wrong information there. Yeah, he worked out with the Dolphins. He's since said he doesn't want to play for the Dolphins. Right. He's also said he doesn't want to play for the Skins, which is a little bit disappointing for for Washington. Yeah, because no they're one, on an upturn. No one wants to play for the Skins. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> um, but the, he, he fancies. Well, I think the the reason was that the Skins didn't get into the playoffs last year. Yeah, but uh, what I'm saying the is, Eagles and the Seahawks did. There, there is the possibility of using a running back as extra collateral as well as a second or a third. 
Mm. Depending on where you're picking. If you're picking, well, I mean, the Texans want another running back. But oh yeah, that's Duke what I'm Johnson saying for sure. In, so I like Duke Johnson, but you need a you, you, yeah. I mean, they're going to be able to pick up other running backs off waivers potentially, yeah. depending on who goes. So they can have Devonte Booker if they want him. <laughs> Does anyone? Shit. <laughs> I don't. I, can, say, I, I don't, could see him with the Seahawks. To be honest, I mean they've they've traded out Frank Clark, haven't they? For they have, but they picked up Zicky Ansa. Zicky Ansa. But Zicky Ansa's missed twelve games in the past three years, so there's the possibility that he may not be fit. And also, Russell Wilson signed a massive deal. Have they got room for him? I don't. I, genuine question. I don't know because he's on. I think it's fourteen billion a year, something like that. <laughs> it's a massive amount, whatever he's on it, and it's huge. And I don't know whether they're going to have. Salary cap room. That's why they cleared out a lot of the Legion of Boom. Basically. Yeah. And also the fact that, what was it, Pete Carroll said, I can only tell him to start telling the same stories every now and again. They stopped listening. Oh, that was against Sherman, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, well, now let's see where Clowney ends up. Either way, some team's going to take advantage of uh, that, that skill set. Um, yeah, and it's just a it's just a shame that uh, that the Texans didn't... Well, they didn't. They didn't use his uh, market value to their own ability. Mm. But that's what happens when you've got a head coach and a GM who are doing well. It's the same person, and he's <laughs> yeah. not particularly brilliant at either of them. If I'm honest. <laughs> hmm. It it took uh, Clowney a couple of seasons to really find his form. He he didn't act like the number one overall pick in the first year. So, but he has grown into it. Like I said, the stats over the last two years have been pretty immense. Um. He but almost beat the Patriots single-handed a couple of years ago in the playoffs. But it is easier when you're playing across from JJ Watt. I mean, yeah, it, when JJ it, Watt's fit, but he's just almost is never a lot fit. Easier. But it's just a lot easier, and it's a lot easier for you to shine when that's the case as mm. well. Um, but it will be a big miss for the Texans, without a doubt. Oh yeah, it's a big hole. Big yep. hole. Uh, let's move on. One more bit of news, then, Dave. Before we go to the uh, the NFC, I know NFC fans are just itching for us to talk about the NFC, but. Uh, <laughs> We had our fantasy draft. It's a good excuse for us to rip on each other. Can't rip on me, Sam. Come on, how do you think you did? Honestly, I did honestly. I did really well. I'm very happy. Honestly, as long as Zeke comes back, <laughs> I'm happy. First round, I selected Zeke. Um, someone I can't remember who it was in the first round picked up a wide receiver second overall. Who was that? Who was that, Jim? I picked up DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I no. stuck to my draft philosophy. Well done. There are there are fewer great wide receivers this year than there are running backs okay and so I'm, I went I'm, with the best player okay I'm very happy for you <laughs> I'm going to absolutely tear you a new one alright good luck with that let's start shall we with Punk yep. everyone's favourite Raider ish <laughs> apart from Kimmy um, so Punk I think he did well if we were drafting for 2014 <laughs> oh that's harsh is it is it his first round pick was Antonio Brown no, his first round pick was Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I wanted you to say that. So he's picked up both the Steelers' ex uh, headaches. Yeah, basically in the first two rounds. Can you imagine his locker room though? It would be oh. amazing. I I did used to live that locker room life. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, he picked up Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins as quarterbacks. He's got Derek Henry, Le'Veon Bell, Kenyon Drake, a- Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. still alive. And, but I don't know why he bothered drafting Ito Smith and Jamal Williams. Because a waste of time. Because it was an eighteen round draft. That's Look, why we Dave, picked the them reason up. we have eighteen rounds is because you can literally pick two teams. That's the idea is you cover off the Yeah, but positions. no one in the second team is ever going to play. Well, in your second team, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, other than that, listen, man, your first team wouldn't get into my my first team, right? So let's just back up a little bit. Watch your mouth. Look, right? proper NFL heads, no. All right, <laughs> we're talking about punk here. All right, yeah, too many running backs and too much too much guff in there. Uh, he's got an okay starting wide receiver group as long as Antonio Brown plays a game. Uh, uh, T.Y. Hilton, Hilton, though, but no one's got... Well, T.Y. Hilton, Landry. Jameson Crowder, who's now at the Jets. Yeah. Ted Ginn, who's 52 Don't years old. Don't focus on the bench. Focus on the starters. I am. Tight Sean end. Jackson, broke finger. Criticise his tight end. I can't. That's Vance McDonald. Exactly. <laughs> Criticise his kicker. Well, Chris Boswell, very good kicker. Yeah. Very good. Very, very standard kicker. What about his D? The only Bills. issue, the only issue with the Bills is the fact that they're going to be on the field for 75 percent of the game. The they're going to be knackered, yeah. but they, most of the time they're going to be playing in minus 50, where no one else is going to be mm. wanting to be played. So there's a good chance that offenses are just going to want to run the ball because they're not going to want Still to throw it. Still, think he's drafted for at least last year's draft. No, I think he, I think he's done well. He's. I fear this him more than I do Every you. time I speak about anyone else, no, no, no. In the pod, you have you defend them because I. That's not a bad team. That is a bad team. Talking of a bad team, yep. let's go on to the king. <laughs> oh, the king had all sorts of problems. He yeah. actually drafted Patrick Mahomes in the first round. Now, if anyone's ever drafted in fantasy, you know you don't take a quarterback in the first round. Even Patrick Mahomes. He's already made two transfers. I'm a homosexual, and I wouldn't have picked Patrick Mahomes in the yeah, first I round. I think he just did it just to annoy you. Possibly. I think, I think that's but actually the only reason. it ruins the rest of his draft, as far as I can see. Because... His running back group is razor thin. He's got no one apart from... Well, he had Lamar Miller he drafted, who's got mm. an ACL tear. So he's now traded him for Alexander Madison. That's yep. a bad look when you just have to trade players before the season's even started. Mixon, Chubb, Gordon, Robinson, Galladay, Howard. Josh Gordon. I mean, if he's still on a team by week four, it's going to be amazing. The only the only thing I am shocked about is he didn't pick up Jimmy Alan Graham. Robinson. <laughs> Alan Robinson. Kenny Golladay, not even the yeah. best Lions receiver. Randall Cobb. What is he, third best Packers receiver now? I don't know. What's going Randall on Cobb now. doesn't play for the Packers. Who's he playing for now? Cowboys. Is it the Cowboys? Yeah, <laughs> the Cowboys. I only worse. know that because I almost picked him up. <laughs> he picked up Mohamed Sanu. I suppose he's going to be his other quarterback. No, I like Sanu. Sterling decent. Shepard again, again is a, a dog shit Giants team. Don't don't be looking. Greg Olsen. Don't be looking at Has the bench. Look legs? at the first team. I he's am. got legs, but he hasn't got any shoulders. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think that's a bad draft there for the for the king. Philly Sai. Um, oh, Sai. No, he's done all right, you know. Well, better than you. Behave. <laughs> Garth McCaffrey, Lindsay, Thielen, Goodwin, Pettis. That's a bit rough. Um, Cook, Rosas, and the chefs. Um, he's got loads of running backs. Uh, his other running back is Lamar Jackson, uh, Peyton Parker, <laughs> Adrian Green on his bench. I think he's done okay. You can't be mad with that selection. I think he's done okay. He's, I think he's a bit weak on wide receiver. If he was here now, he'd be slamming us. But um, yeah, McCaff- <laughs> with McCaffrey and Lindsay, I think he, he's done all right in the running back department. Well, you would say that because you're a Broncos fan. Yes. Uh, McCaffrey obviously was his first round pick. Uh, Philip Lindsay again. He had a good debut season let's see what happens next year I think uh, the thing is as well as I was saying we're going to be playing mostly with two running backs so I think mm. a lot is that the actual number of possessions may go down slightly which yeah. is not going to and after that he's got Kalen Ballage who's a backup running back for the Dolphins uh, Jordan Howard who's not very good for the Eagles uh, and then yeah Adam Thielen had a great first half of last season as you well know Dave because you traded for him halfway through the season and then he did nothing yep but 
again, is he going to get the same production? I don't think so. Chris Godwin's just a, a Bucks receiver who's not Mike Evans. Uh, Dante Pettis is pretty decent at the the 49ers. AJ Green always injured. Adam Humphreys slot receiver now for the when, Titans. Who when, don't Green, throw it. when Green does play, he's productive. But it's how many it's games you get in a season. Yeah. So, but tight ends: Jared Cook and TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Hawkinson's not there to be a receiver. He's there to help um, carry on Johnson. He's not there for Matt Stafford. Rubbish. He's there to be a receiver. No, he's not. He's a blocker. Totally yeah. disagree. Totally, you well, <laughs> I just realised shaking my head on the there. podcast <laughs> doesn't really come over well, does it? Uh, let's let's talk about yours then. No, no, no. Let's talk about yours. You're talking about mine. Yeah, I want to talk about yours. All right. I mean, you know. Can I say your team name? Go on then. Teenage Mutant Ninja Balls. Yeah. <laughs> and you've gone for Ruffersberger. Well, yeah, because he was there in round ten when I was finally going to draft a quarterback. So. Best throwing O lineman in football. <laughs> uh, and you've gone for Williams, Gordon, Jones. Damien Williams, Melvin Gordon. I think he's going to be back by week one. Duke Johnson. Yep. Who is now going to be the number one running back at the Texans. Jarek McKinnon, who's got an injury at the moment, but I think he should be ready for week one. And then wide receiver core is brilliant. Marvin Jones, number one wide receiver for the, the Lions. Brilliant. DeAndre Hopkins, the best wide receiver in the game. Brandon Cooks, solid, solid, solid receiver for the Rams. Christian Kirk, about to have a breakout season uh, and stay healthy all year. McCall Hartman, rookie for the Chiefs. That's just oh, points on the board. Jesus Christ. Curtis Samuel, who's a gadget receiver for the, the Panthers and one of the few people that Cam likes to throw at. And James Washington, who's going to be the number two wide receiver for the Steelers. Perfect. I've got Njoku as my tight end. Chris Herndon as the backup. Um, Harrison Butker as my kicker. And Matt Prater as a backup for him. And the Eagles defense. I've Sorry. drafted for 2019. Sorry, I nodded off. Um, well, I know, because you, know, you, you don't think about the future. So, you know, if I'm not talking about the You can't be mad at my team. My team's decent, man. <sighs> Tell right. me what's wrong with my team. Is he credit yet, for a start? Why? I mean, he's almost guaranteed to just sit out games because he's such an idiot. Okay, you've drafted someone who's less likely no, I haven't. to come back. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. Melvin You're Gordon fundamentally wrong. I disagree <laughs> with you. You've got a guy who's who's screaming about a contract and being butthurt for even the mention of a backup running back. Right. So good luck with that. I know how that works out. He will you've got come Drew Brees, back. who's okay. 206 years old. Might be, but how many NFL records does he hold? If you look in the NFL records, in he's his like... left hand, probably not many. If you look at NFL records of most yards in a season, things like he's what second, fourth, fifth, second. seventh, eighth. But why don't you just draft Tom Brady then? Because he's not first. <laughs> the simple <laughs> fact is, we've got I've got a yeah. very, very good quarterback, an elite quarterback in the best <laughs> offense in the NFC well, as a whole. See about that. It's true. It is. Just, I'm sorry. It just that. is. I mean, you've you've doubled down on Sam Darnold, which I don't. I'm not going to hate on. That's Again, that's because it's 18 rounds. Yeah. Uh, so you're running back core of Ezekiel, who probably won't don't, play. Don't Chris fo- Carson, that's a good one. Yeah, because he has more he had more carries last season than anyone else in the NFL. It's just about whether or not he can stay fit because yeah. he takes so many hits. Tariq Cohen, those those will go down. Royce Freeman, I mean, you can tell you're a Broncos fan. It was like round 12. That could have been round 18, mate. He still would have been there. What? Mate, what? <laughs> and Tony Pollard is your handcuff pick for the Zeke pick. Yes. Well, no, I so I got rid of Giovanni Bernard and picked up Pollard again you're in the past Gio Bernard hasn't done anything for like three years right so what you want us to do is only pick current players then don't make 18 rounds this season Dave this season you have to be good 
That's why you pick up Adam Thielen halfway through a season. You're playing catch up the whole time. You didn't. We didn't draft the re- last week for not for last year's season. Okay, that's not how it works. You draft for the season coming. And if you look at my starting lineup, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> what Cole Beasley, Michael Gallup. Again, how many of these are around fifty Eric onwards? Ebron. Anyone who's listening to this with an ounce of, of sense <laughs> would know you don't have an eighteen round draft. Why you would just you draft don't. them? Yes, you do. I could have put it on auto draft. It would have made a blind bit of difference. Well, if you look you, at no. every team, every team has got shit lower down because of the fact that you've got players who are never going to play. And I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. I know you find this difficult, but I'm right. You're I'm not. fundamentally correct. Who have I picked that's not going to play? Oh, well, for I a start, you're like running play. back for a start. <laughs> I'm not going to go on to that, though. Melvin Gordon. Look, the fact is, start. if you look at my starting team, Breeze, Trash. Elliot, Carson... Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Valdis Gantlin, who I like, nah, really nah, like, nah. Um, Kittle, Goskowski, and the Broncos D. Yeah. Now I'm not I'm not being funny, but I picked up the Broncos D because I'm a fanboy and because <laughs> we have a very good defense. Mm. So you can disagree with that if you want. Quite frankly, I don't care. We've already established when it comes to fantasy, <laughs> you're an idiot. So yeah. What? But this Look, is what fantasy is all about. It it's is, having a row. I can't wait for this to start. And it now. would annoy me if I agreed with you, so I'm glad I don't. <laughs> and I'm glad that no one listens to this does either. They're probably all thinking that Jim's a moron. What is he He knows nothing. <laughs> I'm going to post up all five of our teams yeah, on the website, jimandtheking.com. That's jimandtheking.com uh, to see who we picked in full. Obviously, we went through him in a bit of a rush and talking over ourselves uh, yeah. way. But uh, yeah, see what you think. Anyone wants to comment on who's the best? <clears throat> you can just say, just uh, just hashtag Jim. You got a sore, <laughs> sore throat there, have you? Do you, want to, do you want to get a drink, do you? No, I'm all right. I'm all right. You sure. Let's take a break, Dave, and we'll come back and actually do the NFC. Yeah, as we promised. Yeah. Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim the King NFL podcast. This is the NFC preview show with myself, Jim, and Denver Dave. Hello. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to introduce me again, sorry. Professional. Right, Leave so. that in. <laughs> I leave everything in, Dave, you know that. Yeah. So, we're going to go through the four divisions. There's still four divisions, Dave. 16 teams in the NFC. Um, we're going to do like we did last week, I think, we started with the East. So, the team that won that division was the Dallas Cowboys last year. Yep. The Dallas Cowboys went 10-6, and six, uh, despite being the Cowboys. <laughs> um, don't know. Uh, obviously, their big move over the off season was to pick up. Well, sorry, during the season last year was to pick up Amari Cooper. Yeah, uh, giving away their first overall pick in this year's draft uh, worked out all right, didn't it? Because yeah, he came and made an instant upgrade uh, yeah. for for Dak Prescott. It meant they didn't get the pick until the second round in the draft, and the moves they made in the draft kind of tells you what they're thinking of about their current roster because they've got so many players that are demanding massive contracts coming up and they just can't pay all of them so if you look at uh, Tristan Hill they picked up from um, UCF uh, defensive tackle he's a Malik Collins replacement um, probably alongside uh, this fifth round pick of Joe Jackson defensive end from Miami um, they can't pay Malik Collins that kind of contract They need all they've got to do is basically save up to pay Dak Prescott uh, at the end of the season, which they've already offered him a contract, I believe. They've offered, they've started the negotiation yeah. period. That's when someone talks about forty million and blah blah blah, which isn't actually 
that win anymore for a quarterback. I know it sounds crazy, but no, in a couple of years it won't. Yeah, so. considering the contracts that people like Matt Stafford are on, for example, oh, yeah. it's it's yeah, it's not out there. Yeah, um, they look at their third round pick, uh, Connor McGovern, guard. He's a Suafilo replacement. And then Tony Pollard, who you've drafted in fantasy. Yep. Uh, they drafted him round four from Memphis. Looks like he could be a Zeke replacement because not least the, the contract, but the headache that Elliot gives. I mean, Jerry Jones doesn't mind a bit of uh, bit of drama around that uh, stadium. But Zeke who? Exactly. <laughs> That's Jerry Jones. Exactly. But even even Jerry must be like this guy yeah. is just sucking all the oxygen out of this place, and that should be me doing that. I think because Jerry Jones is a megalomaniac. At the risk is stating the bloody obvious when it comes to Zeke. Yeah, you've got a guy who's undoubtedly talented. Oh yeah, very talented on the field. On the field, off the field, he's got issues. Yeah, like slapping women around. Let's just yeah. say, apparently, he's just an idiot yeah. always, isn't he? You know. But in a time when Every, when a woke nation is becoming rightly <laughs> even Texas less yeah <laughs> yeah less accept accept having less acceptance of um, any form of domestic violence you've got yeah. a, America's team apparently mm. um, a franchise standing by someone who has been found guilty yeah um, of domestic violence standing behind him and saying you're still our guy showing him all this loyalty and all of a sudden he's got three years left on his contract and he's demanding demanding two, money. So yeah. two years left on his contract. He's demanding huge amounts of money. He wants to be paid first overall. He wants to be paid more than Gurley was paid. But Gurley's contract was terrible. And it was a terrible contract. Well, and there's no way they, they shouldn't offer him more than that. But they've offered him a contract. It's the wrong position to be demanding yeah. loads of money. Interesting fact: on average, they are paid less. On the actual average salary for a quarterback, running back, uh, running back is. I think there's only two positions, um, or it's the second uh, two positions that get paid less, and one of them is a long snapper. Yeah, punters on average get paid more than running backs. It tells you everything that you need to know. Yeah. So the fact that he was holding out for what is it, sixteen million? If he was a choir boy like Dak is, then you may have a, a better chance of getting that that money. Yeah. But I just think he, he paints himself into completely the wrong position. A bit like Antonio Brown, really. Yep. Yeah. And they've offered him. Uh, what would make him the second highest yeah. running back at the moment? Yeah. Um, and apparently they haven't, uh, as far as I've heard, they've not even received a response um, from his agent. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. No. Uh, their, their problem with Dak Prescott is because he was a fourth round pick, there's no fifth round option on his contract. So they have to pay him at the end of this season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also you can look at it's just all replacements. And this draft was about drafting for the future and having to let go of a lot of their. Uh, current roster at the end of the season their fifth round pickup of Michael Jackson the cornerback from Miami Michael Jackson? yeah wow he's to uh, replace Byron Jones <laughs> I was going to make Michael Jackson there. that's Try bad it. that pick's bad <laughs> oh, it's not really off the wall though is it? you know it, it you know it no. well the thing is Michael Jackson could be dangerous if Jerry Jones can look at you know be the man in the mirror and look at himself and say I've done alright <laughs> oh my god Whatever happens, it's going to be a thriller. That's All right. a reach. <laughs> let's, get, let's move on, please. <laughs> uh, the other thing they did, of course, in free agency was pick up Robert Quinn from the Dolphins. They gave up a 2026th round pick for that, so that's not a problem. Um, yes. And Randall Cobb. And Randall Cobb. 
What um, what's your how much of an impact would it will do you think they'll have bringing back Witten? Um, he's come back from That's the box. That's crazy, isn't it? Coming coming back to that, you know. But it is. Um, does it make sense? How much does he offer in the locker room? He's a leader, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he's he's been around forever. Um, I'm sure they'll they'll be happy to have him around. He doesn't cause any any problems, does he? I suppose so. And he's a he's a check down option for Dak always. So yep. great safety blanket. They haven't really replaced him last season, so yeah, I'm sure. No, they're I mean off, offhand, more. I can't even remember who their wide receiver was last season. Tight end. Uh, their tight end was last season. Exactly. So, uh, so that's the the Cowboys. Let's go on to the team that finished second, second in the NFC East, not first at all. Yeah, that was the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Um. So they haven't got Nick Foles there anymore. So. Super Bowls are, are out of the question. Uh, unless Cody Kessler is going to turn out to be a ringer. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> they had a pretty decent draft, to be honest. Um, they picked up Andre Dillard. They jumped ahead of the Texans to take uh, the best left tackle, really, uh, that was available at the time, at uh, 22. They picked up Miles Sanders, who's a very good running back from Penn State. Um, they got J.J. Arcega Whiteside in the second round. Could be the next Dolshan Jeffrey. Uh, Sharif Miller as well keeps the defensive end rotation uh, plan going they've got over there in Philadelphia and Clayton Thorson is their new backup quarterback from Northwestern he's pretty mobile as a quarterback so similar to Carson Wentz Um, did a lot of movement in the offseason as well Um, so they took Hassan Ridgeway from uh, the Colts they took Jordan Howard from the Bears they took Deshaun Jackson back from the Bucks. Uh, they gave Michael Bennett to the the Patriots for a 2025th round pick. They also did a switch. Uh, they gave Buffalo Ryan Bates, who's an offensive tackle. They got Eli Harold, the offensive linebacker, who was a third round pick in 2015 for the Niners, but's bummed around a couple of teams uh, since he came in. They're expecting better things from Eli Harold than he's produced. Uh, and they also picked up Jonathan Ford, the safety from Arizona. They gave back Bruce, Bruce Hector, defensive tackle. So, yeah. A lot of movement for the Eagles in the offseason. Did you mention Vinnie Curry? No. Vinnie Curry's gone back. He was at the Bucks last season. He left after the Super Bowl win. Yeah, he came oh, back. Okay. If you can stay fit, it's a good signing. Okay, yeah. Um, what do we think of the Eagles then this season, Dave? Is it going to be great with just uh, Wentz under centre? If he stays fit. And I've, the thing and is, if wishes were fishes, it's <laughs> it's become a cliche yeah. almost. If if he stays fit, he is a top ten quarterback easily, top five depending on your opinion. Depends what you like. <laughs> I'm not going to argue for it. I haven't got the energy. But if he can stay fit, they are a very very good team. Last season, though, one of the major issues was the amount of injuries they had in their secondary. Mm. I mean, it was insane at some points. I mean, they had players that even Felicia hadn't heard of. And I don't know who this guy is. I've got no idea. Um, one of their strengths when they went to the Super Bowl was the fact that they had almost two defensive lines. Yes. Could just, and that were as good as each other as well. So all of a sudden, one goes out, another one comes in, and yep. the O-lines are struggling. I, I mean, I'm hoping that's still the case for them. Um I think last season there was um, Kelsey was playing injured for what I understand was most of the season. Yeah, um, Fletcher Cox was carrying injuries galore. But from an offensive perspective, they've got Alshon Jeffrey. They've now got DJ as well. 
they've I mean they've picked up some really very good players at running back is where there's questions but they've picked up a few new guys and except Miles Sanders looks pretty yeah. decent um, they've got Jai and Darren Sproles on they haven't got Jai Jai is a free agent well they're, they're going to free agency aren't yeah. they so um, but it's also the fact that JJ has got an injury that's going to keep him away from any team for the foreseeable future it's as well. It's a real shame, isn't it? Um, a but, good running back. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's a fairly good chance that there's going to be running backs available on wires, uh, on the waivers, so that you could pick up someone quite easily off uh, practice squad or someone else's and they yeah. can plug and play, so it's not too much of an issue. As If you want uh, if you want holes in a squad, it's going to be at running back, but with Ertzing, uh, Goddard at quarterback, there's like tight end. Uh, tight end rather it's the second time I've <laughs> done that going all you in positions. Um, <laughs> yeah with those two playing at tight end there's every chance that you've got I mean they're going to create space for Jeffrey's big body wide receiver yeah they're a very good team very very good team they win the division for me ooh already calling the division I am well they You're had of yourself there sir they had a bit of a bum season last year and still finished 9-7 and seven. there's a lot of teams that are kill for 9-7 <laughs> and seven, so they have a very very good team as much as I hate to say it, as much as I hate to admit it, they are a very good team. Mm. Not sure they've really improved their secondary. Um, they've improved the secondary by just keeping them fit. That's, that's going to be one of the main things. If they can keep them fit, then that's going to be a huge, huge bonus for them. Okay. Let's talk about the team that finished third then. The 7-9, and nine, which was incredible considering the amount of injuries that they sustained. The Washington Redskins. Uh Again, it's difficult to argue they didn't have an outstanding draft. Mm. Um, to have Dwayne Haskins fall to them at 15 was ridiculous. Is it really that low? Yeah. Jeez. They just sat there when the, the talk was that Dan Snyder had, had stormed into the uh, the war room and was going to take over the draft. To then have the bottle to not move up to get your new franchise quarterback. And Dwayne Haskins is a very, very good quarterback. Let's have no mistake. Um yeah, I think that was a brilliant move by them. They also had a really good move there by taking Terry McLaurin in the third round, who was the wide receiver at Ohio State. So you've instantly got a connection there for Dwayne Haskins to to work on. Um, to move up in the first round to get Montez Sweat, take the risk on a guy who ran a 4-4-1-40 in the combine, had 22.5 sacks over two seasons at Mississippi State, um, it was only the heart condition that put his uh, stock down when he was comparable to Josh Allen, the good Josh Allen outside linebacker. <laughs> um, that heart condition thing screwed Maurice Hurst as well in 2017. He went yeah. fifth round to the Raiders. Um, but for all accounts, it's not a, something that's going to really hinder his career. Uh, and that is an amazingly good pickup because obviously the only real threat they had on uh, defensive pressure was Ryan Kerrigan before that. Mm. And, uh, Deron Payne Darren. so <laughs> Deron uh, so Montez Sweat is a brilliant addition there uh, defensive end Bryce Love is a I know you like Bryce Love don't you my dude yeah he had the ACL tear which affected his stock um, but had expert knee doctors working on him so that could be another inspired pick well, he's running back from Stanford he's, in, he's injured at the moment and ahead of him on the um Ahead of him on the uh, depth chart is uh, Adrian Peterson, obviously, yeah. and Darius Geis, who, for anyone who doesn't know, was drafted early second round, I want to yeah. say, um, the year before last. Uh, didn't play at all last year, no. has come in in preseason and looks diabolical. 
<laughs> zero. He was having negative yards after the tackle. He looked mm-hmm. terrible, but good luck to the boy. That's what I want to say. The uh, the sneaky one there for anyone in a, a deep fantasy draft is uh, Kelvin Harmon, wide receiver from NC State in a sixth round pick. He's a very good possession receiver. Could be the replacement for Josh Doxon there. He's not really made it work. Uh, I can see Doxon going. And, um, it wouldn't surprise me if... I'm not going to say that they're cut and they're going to cut him, but it wouldn't surprise me if a team gets fidgeted just before free agency ends and uh, yeah. ends up drafting for a you know, sixth, up, yeah. sixth round for him or something yeah. like that. Uh, the the one move that Washington made in the offseason, uh, based basically on the Alex Smith career yeah. ender, uh, was to take Case Keenum over from the, the Broncos. They yes, gave up was. a 2020 sixth round pick. Yeah. Sounds about right for Case Keenum. They the big thing was that they took on a lot of his money. That was one of yeah. the major things. So the sixth round pick was largely incidental. Is it three and a half million, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they did get a twenty twenty seventh round pick, so yeah. that eased it up a little bit. Um, named as the starter, he has. But the the thought may be that they've got a really tough first four weeks, and so it's better to let Keenum face that than yeah. Haskins. It's a, it's a similar thing to what Jets. happened with the Jets the year before. Yeah, they bought in Donald almost day one, and he just got battered constantly yeah, yeah. Um, they don't have Trent Williams anymore for that extra protection so although they are, they are refusing to get rid of him I think is the latest uh, news I don't even know him. what's happening there it's crazy <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely stupid. the fact is he's never going to play for them again so just no. get rid of him yeah um, it's like that one it's like the, the guy whose girlfriend's told him she wants out and he's there saying don't leave please <laughs> I still love you um, yeah so I think there's every possibility you might be right They'll put Keenum in to get absolutely murdered first yep. four or five weeks. They'll be screaming for Haskins. Yep, and then when they play the Giants first time round, <laughs> he'll come in, score nine touchdowns. Yep. I want to say he's brilliant. That could be. We could actually see um, the Giants and the Redskins facing off and seeing um, Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins facing off against each other, interestingly. Have you just segued perfectly into the next team? Yes. <laughs> Purely on purpose. The course. team, the team that finished five and eleven last year, uh, the New York Football Giants. Um, well, it's been an interesting off season for them, hasn't it? So since they went five and eleven, they knew they had to do something. Um, unfortunately, that something wasn't kicking out Dave Gettleman or Eli Manning. They decided that the real problem was Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> and they should trade him and Olivier Vernon mind you uh, and get Jabril Peppers and Kevin Zeitler back from the Browns and Landon Collins as well I think he's and, yeah, Land, yeah get rid of him Jeez. Landon Collins was you know just bad <laughs> it is but it it cleared the decks day for them to do something beautiful in the draft and that was with the sixth overall pick Daniel Jones Daniel Jones from Duke. It's, I, I, I mentioned this previously. When when his name came up, I kind of went, they, no, they didn't. I need to rewind that. What did they just say? Mm. But no, the thing is, he's played in preseason. He's looked okay. He doesn't look sixth overall <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but again... Throwing t- checkdowns to get your completion percentage up isn't filling me with confidence. But, well, uh, you know, I don't have to be a Giants fan, so... Well, it, 
you, someone someone who does isn't in the know may well say the same about Brady. You know, just <laughs> throwing short passes just to get your percentage up. What you don't actually realise is moving down the moving down the pitch very very intelligently and tearing you a new one without you realising it. What Daniel Jones might Have you just, just compared be. Daniel Jones to Tom Brady. Yes, he might just be the new Tom Brady. You don't know that. You don't know. I mean, I suspect he's not. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But he well, you've just been. said it, Dave. So uh, yeah, that's a good point. It's, it's now in in record. The fact that they've got no vertical threat now is going to make it so much harder for their most dangerous weapon, though, because they're just going to load the box and stop the run. It's going to make it so much harder. They're shooting themselves in the foot. Every play yeah. they've got rid of, and every replacement they got is fundamentally worse. Yeah. Period. Well, after Daniel Jones, their next five picks were all defensive players, uh, which did need a lot of work. But uh, you know, Dexter Lawrence good defensive tackle DeAndre Baker one of the top three cornerbacks in the in the draft so not bad there um, I think the only wide receiver they brought in was Darius Slayton as a he could be a bit of a deep threat talent but you know I don't trust Jones to get the uh, the accuracy on the deep ball for that anyway so I, I think this is going to be an even tougher season for the Giants I'm sticking my neck on the line here Dave <laughs> and I'm going to suggest that despite the fact they have got a generational talent in Saquon Barkley the fact that every, every defence knows there's no point uh, covering off deep because there's no ABJ now to, to worry about that box I'm, is going to be stacked I was talking to a Giants fan who we both know and oh, yeah. um, he said he said do you think I said I think he's mentioned about three or four wins and I said do you really think you're going to get three wins three or four wins he said if we're lucky so that <laughs> I think alone, he's very uh, very realistic in his op- optimistic. His <laughs> no, I I think they'll. I mean, the fact is they get to play the Redskins twice, so there's the potential for a couple I think of wins you're there. A bit too down on the Redskins there, mate. Yeah, I'm not sure. They've got um, some weapons now. I'm still not sure. It's still, <laughs> but if you if you look at their games, they've got this season. They've got the Bills. They've got the Bucks. Um, they've got the Cards. I mean, the Cards and got the Cards and the Lions. I'm saying there's a few wins in there. There are a few wins in there. I, I, think, I think they're going to be challenging for worst team in football. I will. I'm willing to bet 300 yen that they will get more than four <laughs> wins. I don't know how much. I'll see your 300 is. yen. I'll raise you 500 drachma. Cool. I'm down with that. Good. Uh, yeah. I don't want to stick any longer on the on the, gi- the Giants. Really. So that's all of the division done. What do you see happening yeah. one to four? Uh, so as much as I'd love to not say the Eagles. I'm. Let's is, say let's say it stays how it is, but let's let's not. Yeah, I think that the Cowboys are going to win the division again. Oh, you're wrong. Because, um, <laughs> because they've got this one more year with all the players they they can still pay. Okay, I disagree. I think Eagles win it, Cowboys second, Skins third, and Giants. Again, it's only if Wentz stays healthy. Yeah. But at the moment he's healthy, so that's what we have to assume <laughs> is going to happen. I think that the Redskins going to get a winning record. Actually, how about that for a, a throwout pick there? Jesus Christ, that's bold. No, it is, it is. But I think they're going to have a good second half of the season when Haskins. They're going to have to because they're going to be over four. Right? Start well, yeah, but, yeah, that's what I mean. They're going to have a better second half of the season. Mm. Let's move on to the North, the NFC North, <laughs> and. <laughs> The Chicago Bears <laughs> won that division. They went twelve and four. Yeah, despite the fact that they haven't got really a franchise quarterback. Uh, well, slam. They have. <laughs> Just not Sorry. very good one. Just not a very good one. Um, very short uh, draft for the for the Bears. 
they <laughs> because of all the picks they gave up to me put one spot to get Trubisky a couple of years ago um, they were picking in the third round this year and they got David Montgomery running back from Iowa State uh, they actually moved up to get him and I think that's a very good pick they do love moving around in the they draft do, yeah they can't they stay really still do. ants in the pants we use the replacement for Howard going to um, the Eagles yes yeah I mean he's, he's a good running back yeah there is an argument that maybe someone like Damian Harris might have been a better pick but who knows go okay, what you like who knows exactly uh, they took Riley Ridley wide receiver from Georgia that's a pretty good pick uh, Duke Shelley cornerback from Kansas State uh, another running back, Kerith White Jr. from Florida Athletic, sorry, Atlantic, sorry, and Stephen Denmark, cornerback from Valdosta State. The Great Dane. Yeah. Uh, in free agency, they picked up Eddie Pinheiro, the kicker from the Raiders. They need a kicker. You know there's some problems for the, for the yeah. They need a kicker who's not going to be on Montel Williams or whatever it is. Good morning, America, the next hour. <laughs> They were double doink. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't going to work out. And also, they gave up Jordan Howard, as we said, to the Eagles uh, for a 2020 sixth round pick, conditional based on Howard's production, mm. which means it'll be a sixth round pick. Um, do you think that the, Bear, the Bears are going to repeat what they did last year? Nope. Better? Nope. Worse? The problem is, well, <laughs> there's Go positives on, and negatives. Right. First and foremost, every year, Trubisky is going to get better. Is he? These are the positives. Just in case you really? were confused by a positive and negative <laughs> on that. No, he is going to get better. He just is. Is he? But why? Just naturally as a player, you know oh, you okay. you will get better. But you, there's a chance to counter that with you might get found out, etc., etc. Yeah. Everyone knows all of these. So he is going to get better year on year. So they're going to have or work in their franchise quarterback. Whether he's going to be as good as everyone else depends on your opinion. Whatever, yeah. whatever. Roll your eyes at it, everyone. No, that's fine. It is what it is. I didn't roll my eyes. No, but it is, is what it is. Yep. So their quarterback is going to be better, which means their offense is going to be better because their offense last year was not good. Really not good. And they lent a lot on their defense. With the Vic defense was, the was elite. But now DC. they've lost players on that defense and they've lost their head coach, uh, their defensive coordinator. Uh, coordinator as well. So we play still on it like Mac um, with... Eddie Jackson. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of plays on there, but they've lost Callahan, who followed uh, Fangio to the Broncos. Yeah. And the ca- the counter to this is the fact that Matt came in having not really had that much practice and tore it up. Yeah. Now he's got a full preseason under him. He's a leader on the team. He is he could basically be called the defensive coordinator because a lot of the plays are going to be decided on what he's going to want to do. Yeah. Um, he has that kind of power on it. So I. I hope that they are as thrilling to watch as they had been in previous years. I'm not sure. I, I tend to agree with you on that one there, Dave. I don't think the, the Bears can get 12 wins. Yeah. Uh, the, the loss of Fangio, it shouldn't be underestimated. And week two, the Fangio Bowl. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> in Denver, which I'm quite very okay. looking forward okay. to. Uh, second in that division was the Minnesota Vikings. 8-7-1 uh, and one was that record. Uh, it all kind of fell apart for the Vikings. There yep. were some really weird results in there as well, like that that one week when they lost to the the Bills at home. They didn't. They the got murdered by the Bills. Yeah, I yeah. mean it, that was an acrobat, and it was a bad Bills team as well. It was, yeah. So somehow they lost that game. They managed to lose a few games they shouldn't have done. The O line was trash, yeah, which meant they had to sort it out. Which meant it was a no brainer. They picked up Garrett Bradbury, the centre from NC State in the first round with the 18th pick. Um, they picked up Drew Sarnia at guard in the fourth. 
Irv Smith Jr. at tight end. All the from Alabama. All these picks were just supposed to help out. Uh, Kirk Cousins, who really wasn't the problem, I don't think, last year. If you look at Kirk Cousins' numbers, he had a career season. Yeah, a very good season. Completions, yards, the lot. Yeah. It's just a bloody shame that everything else fell apart for them. Yeah, yeah it's mostly the O-line. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Uli Oda as well from, uh, where was it, Elon in the sixth round. All these people, all these people being brought in. And <laughs> all these people. All these people. All different people. I think they've done okay with their draft picks. They had a lot if they can sort out their picks. offensive line, which I think they've they got a decent quarterback. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's back. Yep, Dalvin Cook, if they can keep him fit. Their wide receiver core is superb. And they've got Treadwell, they've got Thielen, they've got you Diggs. You said Treadwell first. Yeah. You don't even like the con Treadwell. No, I know, but I wanted to troll <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so, no, I they've got a very, very good wide receiver core. Yeah. So I don't think that's the issue. The issue is defensively. But who have they signed as now their, I don't remember his offensive or defensive coordinator, Gary Kubiak, which could be that's very offensive. interesting. Yeah, which could be very interesting. Yeah. Because a lot of what they do is based on having a strong defense, as illustrated previously with uh, what Kubiak has done. Yeah. So not a shock that he's come in. It depends a lot on, if they don't have a success, this is Zimmer's last season for me. He, he, with the signings that have been made off yeah. his suggestion he, ha- he they have to produce mm. they just have to he's had some up and down seasons hasn't he really yeah. for the Vikings very weird decisions as well and the thing I didn't know is just how much of an influence he has on signings and things it is insane but again they're a very very good team a very talented team um, their defence just looks like one or two injuries can just tear them apart but and they've got some contract issues as well with some of their defensive players that they've got to be sorted out as well okay so, I didn't know that yeah so let's talk about a team that is rarely seen dropping below first or second in the division and that is the Green Bay Packers Lions oh okay <laughs> no no they're always seen below 6-9-1 <laughs> uh, was the Packer record in the end yeah uh, pretty atrocious to be honest um what was their record? Wasn't it they had one away win? Yeah. They were 0-7 on their road wins. And they had it was the last game of the season against the, uh, the 49ers. Mm. And they managed to win uh, Yeah, in California. But if it wasn't for that, they would have not won a, a road game. Uh, this isn't normal for the Packers. No. They do have what some people consider to be the, one of the best quarterbacks ever in Aaron Rodgers. Um but couldn't get it done. He was healthy for the entire season. Yep. So there's not that excuse like there have been has been before. Um, it was just a bad, bad year. You know, no Jordy Nelson anymore for him to throw out. You know, it, he looked like he didn't trust his weapons. Randall Cobb, he's got a connection with, so that was okay. But <laughs> they keep trying to use Jamal Williams as a running back, and Aaron Jones is so much better as a running back. Yep. But they they just didn't seem to twig that. You know. Um, as a result, Mike McCarthy's gone. Yep. They've now got Matt LaFleur, who uh, shook hands with, you know, Sean McVay once. So that's why he got the job. <laughs> uh, they had a, well, what some people consider to be a very good draft. I don't think, I don't really rate Rashawn Gary as their first round pick. I like Gary, but he was drafted a bit high for yeah. like him. Um, I do like Darnell Savage, the safety they picked up at, uh, on the 21st pick in the first round. That's a very good pick, as far as I can see. Um, Elkton Jenkins, centre in the second round, great. Jay Sternberger, where well, they needed some help at tight end. 
Um, uh, just think about who else. The, the second half of the draft, you know, you're looking at just rotational talent, but um, they at least sorted out a couple of positions there. So they, they should be a bit better on defense. Um, well, the, the thing that's going to help them as well is go, well, going into last season, there are two corners that were playing. I think it's, I want to say it's Josh Jackson, it's just something or other. Um, Jair, Jair Alexander yes. were both rookies, both playing together. Isn't it Kevin King is the cornerback they've got? No, there. no, it was um, Josh, uh, Josh Jackson or something like that. Just James, Just Jones, something <laughs> like that. Yep. Um, and Jair Alexander. And yes. they were, you could tell they were both new. Right. Um, they're just going to continue to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of their receiving core, um, as I've mentioned before, they've got Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantlin, <laughs> who is now... Well, you trust him because you drafted him. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. He's in my starting lineup as well. He's obviously not going to be the first wide receiver, but Adams is going to have two defensive backs draped all over him all game. And he could that well be... Devontae Adams at least had a good season. Yep. He could end up being a little juju. You think Valdez Scantlin is going to be last no. season's juju? No, no, no. The guy who is going to benefit massively from having oh, a right. very good quarterback okay. and a very good wide receiver on the other side, and he can play as uh, and he can play as a big body wide receiver if need to, a bit of a speed so he can also play slot. He's got good hands. So yeah, I like him. What's going to happen then for the Packers this season? I don't think they'll win the division. I think there's two teams potentially better than either of them. Um, one of those two teams, something's going to happen where they're going to mess up. I think Packers will probably finish second. Okay. Um, I'm going to go on the Vikings. What? Finish the Vikings first. finish first. Okay. Vikings finish first. Um, Chicago. I just don't have trust. I just don't trust them. No. I mean, the difference is Mac. That's the difference. If he has an amazing season, everyone else can just rally around him and they have a great day, mm-hmm. then they can win the division. So it wouldn't shock me if Chicago do win the division. It's, it's This is the tightest division in the NFC for me, this one. I think you're right in that the Vikings at least have made steps forwards, yeah. whereas the Bears have made steps backwards, considering what they've lost. So, yeah, I'm happy to go with that. I think the Packers are used to being higher up than they, they are. Yep. Uh, it's... It's a bit of a climb down for that franchise. They, I'm sure they're not enjoying it. It does also depend on what Aaron Rodgers does as his first season as head coach because that's going to make a big difference. I think he's going to start. <laughs> I have no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's look at the team that loves to prop up the NFC North. Yeah. That's the Detroit Lions. I like the Lions. I really like How the Lions. How can you not like the Lions? Mate? I love them. Yeah. They're just so They're good entertainment. It's like when you're watching... <laughs> It's when you're watching a preseason game, right? And you, you see you see balls bouncing off tight ends' helmets, and you see yeah. wide receivers just smashing into the crowd, and things just constantly going wrong. It's just comical. You're thinking, "Christ, what is going on?" Trying field goals from seventy yards and things like that. this is what the Lions do. It's just entertainment. It's great. I love it. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's like watching the XFL. <laughs> well, get ready for that. Yeah. Um, when you look, when you count through their roster, they've actually got you know some good names on that that team sheet. Yeah, they've it's got just, a lot of shite as well. That's the problem. Well, they're hoping of a lot more for Carryon Johnson this year. Yeah, um, and the first round pick of TJ Hawkinson proves that. Uh, that's not a Matt Stafford pick. That is a Carryon Johnson pick. <laughs> they also, uh, yeah, Jelani Tavai, linebacker from Hawaii. He looks pretty good. Uh, just looking. Oh yeah, the, I think the the steal for them was Amani Oruwariye in the fifth round from so, Penn State. What was the name? 
Amani Arorio. <laughs> I loved him going into the draft. I can't believe he was still there in round five. Um, yeah. I think that's an instant upgrade. I think they've not done too bad in terms of uh, free agency. I think they've done okay. No. Um, if they can get a slimmed down version of um, CJ Anderson, I mean, <laughs> if then that's a big um, signing for them. They've got Jesse James from you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good tight end upgrade on... Um, they lost Ebron and never really replaced him. No. Um, Amandola. I mean, if anything, he's going to bring pretty girls into the lucky room, so you know, that's a bonus. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, uh, Trey Flowers as well. Yeah. So he's gone there from New England. So they. I think that their problem is the head coach, right? Matt Patricia is not a head coach. Um, he wasn't even a good defensive coordinator. He was okay. I mean... It's just because he was under Belichick. Yeah, but I would rather... Sticking a pencil behind your ear, Dave, does not make you a good coordinator or head coach. Is it not? No. Oh. No. Stats prove it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, he, he just doesn't seem to generate any sort of confidence in that locker room. That's a team that needs an injection of confidence, you know? They just don't... They're one of those teams, like the Bucks. they just go into the, the game expecting they're going to lose, you know? And the, all the Browns, how they used to be, you know? The thing is with the Bucks, though, the Bucks would go into it, especially last season, giving it everything, throwing bombs and just going for broke. We'll talk about the Bucks in a minute. I, you don't see that with the, with the Lions, really. There's you don't just see Stafford little, launching it? A Martin lot of Jones mistakes. Kenny Galladay. There's just a lot of mistakes, though, constantly. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a game last year, and I'm going to be reasonably vague here. <laughs> You're not. I know. I could, <laughs> I could just make shit up, I don't know. You could. So, there was a game, and... They just unnecessarily ran out of clock. So I think it was like third and fourth. Right. And they were in the red zone. Yeah. And they had two timeouts left, or they had one timeout left, and it was coming towards the end of the first half. And the clock just ran out. So no and one checked what was going no, no, on. No, no, no one checked what was going on. There was no play. It was. They literally just ran out. And it, you could see the players going, why? What's, what's, what's happening? Why? Why? <laughs> you know, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. So it's just things like that going on. The fact is, they should be. If they were in any other any other division, their record would be a bit better. But the fact is, six of their games a season, by definition, are really hard games. Mm. So you got to feel a bit for Detroit. They've always been, yeah, struggling. But yeah, uh, they've got nice jerseys though. Yeah, fingers crossed they get a couple more wins than they did last season. That's I all I can care less for, if I'm I don't <laughs> Trying to be nice, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're halfway through. Let's go south. Let's head down south to the team that won the NFC, and that was the... Tampa Bay Bucket, no. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints. They had the joint best record in the NFC. Yep. Uh, so let's talk about them, shall we? Drew Brees still there. Yep. Probably this is last year. I think um, his contract's worked He's on a one-year contract. He's, he's been on the a two-year contract, and this is the first year of uh, yeah, so he's been on a rolling what one yeah. two year contract for the past ten years, so it's not that's not really a big issue. Yeah. If he wants to stay, he stays. Um, their defense is elite. Their defense is superb. Yes. It just is. I mean, Lattimore. I, Lattimore didn't have a great season last year. No, but still a major player. If you can yeah. get Eli Apple's actual, if you can get his mind in the game and tell him, <laughs> just, get him to stop doing naughtiness off the field then that's a huge um, huge benefit as well but right I the, this they probably have the best roster in the NFL pound for pound well that's quite a statement do you that's disagree? Quite, yeah I disagree <laughs> okay, okay. 
if you look at, I mean, when when they got through to the draft, they'd already given up last uh, this year's first pick last year for defensive end Marcus Davenport, who hasn't worked out. Um, they picked up Eric McCoy at center. That was a desperate need for them um, from Texas A&M. Arguably the second best center in the draft. They needed to replace Max Unger. Um, picked up Chauncey Gardner Johnson, sorry, safety from Florida. He's pretty good. And uh, who's the other really good one they've got there? I think Saquon Hampton's a pretty good uh, depth at safety as well from Rutgers. So they didn't have a big amount of draft picks, only six, five or six picks. Yeah, they but also drafted his, his actual name is uh, Little Jordan. Little, Little Jordan, Jordan Humphrey. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know about the the Saints. They've moved on Mark Ingram, so he was their change of pace back. So it's now all on Kamara, and hopefully he stays fit for the entire season. Oh, you say that. They did draft a uh, running back as well. Ozibu. Oz, Oz, they picked him up after the draft finished. Either or. <laughs> got Latavius Murray? Yeah. He's just a running back who you pay him on a one year, you'll run him into the ground and just get him to do all the dirty work. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to do a lot of the dirty work that Kamara's not going to have to do, which could make them more dangerous. I guess the fact that they've, they've, they've kept most Hill. of their pieces still intact is, is the, yep. the best thing for the Saints, so they're hoping for another run at it. And this isn't a joke. They've got Taysom Hill, who literally can be a running back. I mean, you can roll your eyes all you want. But I will. I will he, this time. He takes snaps and runs with it. That is a running back <laughs> by definition. <laughs> he's a panda. Eats, shoots and leaves. Oh, I don't mind that. Um, I think the... Oh, the thing I would say though is the Saints they might have a bit of the Falcons thing about them you know when when you've been robbed as as hard as they feel they've been robbed was that NFC Championship game sometimes you don't come back from that there's a bit of a hangover in terms of your mentality but so they have to hit the ground running this year but when the Falcons lost in they lost in a spectacular fashion in yeah that, that was a real bad fashion and right. their quarterback not being funny, but it was Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, yeah, yeah, not Drew Brees. And at the time, they lost their offensive coordinator. They he went to San Francisco. Yeah, Shanahan was all out the building. So yeah. that's a big, big issue. I'm and just saying. I'm just the saying. There, there, there is a worry for me that sometimes you don't get over those kind of decisions. Yeah. And for right or wrong reasons, that can kind of haunt you. So but hopefully it, it doesn't happen. It wasn't for just that decision that lost him. Though. They they went to overtime. Oh, don't start game. me on that. They I went know to that, overtime. Dave. I know that, but they don't know that. Obviously, that's I, what they ever talk about. Is want to they, replay the game because of one play. They probably remember. I'm not going to lie. Well, I don't want to. They remember. probably remember. <laughs> but it's not as though it's not as they didn't get to the Super Bowl. They weren't robbed in front of billions of people. It was. <laughs> it was. It, yes, it was bad. It, but I I don't see that I don't see it being a comparable hangover to the Falcons. Could be wrong. Mm. It's been known. Uh, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. But for me, they are the best team in the NFL at the moment, and they are the Super Bowl favourites for me. Okay, let's talk about well, the two teams finished seven and nine, but uh, in alphabetical order, the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, I don't know. The season fell apart for them about halfway stage. Really, they lost a couple yep. of games to the Saints. Quick succession. Uh, towards kind the end of, of the season days. I think Matt Ryan signed a monster deal as well there's talk of a new deal for Julio yeah um, there, there's no doubt a talented offence Dirk Cutter's come back uh, as offensive coordinator um, defensively, defensively is where their issues lay I don't think there's any doubt about that really <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, they spent the first two picks in the draft on the offensive line. So they picked up Chris Lindstrom at guard uh, with the 14th overall pick. Yep. Good fit. And uh, Caleb McGarry, offensive tackle from Washington, with the 31st. So they're two first-round picks. They spent them both on the O-line. Uh, McGarry is a very good run blocker, questionable in pass coverage. Um, and after that, it picked up Kendall Sheffield, a very fast cornerback from Ohio State. Other than that, it was just kind of depth filling out there. So not a lot of moves for the Falcons this offseason. They haven't got Tevin Coleman anymore. They've got Devonta Freeman, and they drafted Quadri Ollison from Pittsburgh uh, in the fifth. Uh, for me, just if we just think about the Falcons, I think they're on for probably a spanking this year. Mm. They they haven't recovered from that that Super Bowl loss. It's just been a slow decline since. I, don't, I haven't seen anything that's really going to write that. The fact is, they've got massive amounts of talent on their team. Um, I mean, throughout the team, but there are also holes, um, and it's unfortunate that they have to play some very good teams this year mm-hmm. um, I think in terms of roster roster strength they're, they're pretty high I think um, there's no doubt though that they're probably not going to be making the playoffs it's not it's not a secret I just don't think they're that good I Dan Quinn just hasn't managed to move that Seattle defence over to Atlanta yeah. and uh, that's what he was paid to do yeah, I, I mean, it's, la- it's going to be a, a difficult year for them to stick around if they have a losing record again. Last year, you had players like Alford, for example, who they really, really leaned on. He got injured early. I mean, he's speedy, fast, and good. A very good player as well. Um, he's now been moved on, and they don't really appear to have signed anyone to replace him. You, you look at their defense, and you're kind of thinking, "There's points there. We can, you know, we can put points on them." Yeah. Um, and they're always going to be dangerous. You do? Are they going to be a team that's just going to come and outscore you though? And that's dangerous when you've got a spaghetti arm spring quarterback. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's difficult. Um, but with their with the wide receivers that they've got, they can, on any given day, outscore anyone. They just can. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's not conducive to a successful franchise, unfortunately. <laughs> Let's move on then to the team that finished with the same record, but uh, for alphabetical reasons, we'll keep them under. That's the Carolina Panthers, 7-9. and nine. Started the season six and one. Yeah. All or nothing. Documentary crew was there, loving it. They then finished the season seven and nine. Mm. Only won the last game somehow against the Saints. I think the Saints yeah. rested everyone. Uh, what are we thinking, Dave? Um, this season, how much of it? How much of their success this season depends on Cam Newton, really? Because well, everything because he's their franchise quarterback. But the, the team runs through him. Yeah. At the same time, they have. A very strong run game. Um, defensively, they're you know as good as anyone else in the division. Um, I I find it very difficult to believe that oh look that Cam Newton's got the shoulder injury and he's got a new action now, which means he's he's not going to be a gunslinger anymore and he's not going to run it anymore and he's now this different quarterback that's going to be just as competitive. I I don't buy it. I just I just don't buy it. Well, he certainly had injuries. That was fairly clear through the documentary series. That yeah, massively. But what I don't understand is how, if you're a franchise quarterback, you have a cigar bar and you smoke cigars. I smoke cigars. How is that good for you? Yeah, but you're not a quarterback. No, you say that. You're not a quarterback. You're not a quarterback. Um, that just seems... I love Cam Newton, but that, mm. that didn't really square for me. I wouldn't want to see my quarterback smoking cigars. Why? Because it's not healthy. You don't. You taste a cigar. You don't take it down. It's not smoking. Yeah, but you still have a chance of mouth cancer, haven't you? Well, yeah, 
you get that any you get that if, depending on what if you read the Daily Mail you get that if you read onions <laughs> I don't read the Daily Mail yeah. I, I won't yeah, what am I with that um, <laughs> let's look at what they did in the off season because they kept hold of uh, Ron Rivera um, Brian Burns was their first round pickup defensive end from Florida State an explosive talent there he was one of the better uh, picks in the draft so no complaints there uh, Greg Little offensive tackle from Ole Miss um, you know maybe it was a bit you know they weren't expecting so many tackles to go off the board I don't suppose by that point uh, took Will Greer as a backup quarterback um, not quite as good as Cam but could potentially learn the system and uh, be a decent enough backup uh, Christian Millen of a linebacker they you know always need some more help there you never know if Keekley's going to stay healthy or not um, and Jordan Scarlett another running back I think I quite like the way they're set up which is just different from some other teams um, they've got a very, they've always had a very good front seven on defense, and they had kind of gadget players with McCaffrey and Samuel. Um, yeah, and this addition of Jordan Scarlett is going to help them. They just just kind of hope that this shoulder injury might have slowed down Cam's shoulder a little bit, mm. so that the throw doesn't go quite as hard uh, into the receivers. Hands. They, they say he's changed his action, which means he no he no longer throws with as much power, and it makes him more accurate. But it would do. I don't buy it. Well, no, that definitely is what he needed to do. It's just yeah, it looks like his body's been forced to do it rather yeah. than him learning it. So it might be a happy accident in that respect. Um, I, I wish them well this season. It's going to be I'm going to enjoy watching them this season because they're coming over to the UK. Yep. Uh, yeah. They picked up Chris Hogan. Did in they? Free agency. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that one. Eric Reed's still there as well. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they also. Uh, an undrafted free agent was I can't remember his name but it's right. Vander Holyfield's son <laughs> right yeah okay. so I quite like that um, but yeah so they're an interesting team and they can go one of two ways I mean last season we saw yes. them both go we saw we them saw go both, both ways, ways yeah, yeah. Um, they look great some idiot on this podcast said that he think that, thought that they'd win <laughs> the Super Bowl well. I don't know um, that. it was that game against you on I think the Thursday night yeah we smashed they got over 50 destroyed over yeah and what when you watch um, All or Nothing, there was a massive change in the locker room. It might have just been the way yeah. it was filmed and the way it was edited. I mean, we don't know, but that loss had looked as though it had a big impact on them. Um, but it was almost like every time something bad happened, there was this huge emotional impact. When early in the season, when um, Olsen's shoulder went again, yeah, I mean, it was focusing on. Oh, it was oh, so cool. sad. It, 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 whatever it was, yeah, and it was. There seemed to be this huge, almost expectation that everything at some point is going to fall apart. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, again, this is probably Rivera's last year if, if they don't have success. Um, the one thing that is interesting for the Panthers, though, I was doing a reading an article the other day, and their new owner who's come in and bought them this they they're on a one year lease of their stadium, um, and he has ruled out, well, he's ruled out ruling out. Moving to a different city, he's ruled out ruling out. Mm. So he says, he says, I absolutely cannot rule out moving to another city. Well, it's Charlotte, so yeah. So <laughs> the London Panthers, Ooh, that's got a nice ring to it. Not it? bad, not bad. Uh, let's talk about the team that finished bottom of the NFC South. That's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They went five and eleven. Uh, brand new head coach now. Yeah, with Bruce Arians. So finally, Dirk Cutter got the the kick. Yep. Um, very good uh, draft for the for the Bucks. 
They got Devin White, the best linebacker in the draft with the fifth overall pick from LSU. That was a no-brainer. Um, Sean Bunting, cornerback from Central Michigan, very high upside. Uh, and also Jamil Dean, cornerback from Auburn. Some technical issues, but still very good. Uh, and then Mike Edwards, so another secondary pickup. I think they needed them. He's kind of hybrid nickel DB safety corner. He'll probably fight uh, Hargreaves this year. What? <laughs> you named about six <laughs> different positions then. Well, no, he's a nickel DB safety corner. Yeah, the safety <laughs> slash corner. <laughs> oh dear, dear. Um, yeah, they also picked up a kicker, Matt Gay, in the where was it round five? Yeah. Good luck tampering kickers. <laughs> so, but I think they did pretty well. Pretty well. And they signed in Duncan in free agency. Yes, and they of course gave up to Sean Jackson, who was a bit of a diva over there. He obviously preferred uh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah to Winston so it's good to get him out of the building interesting year for, for Winston this really is his last chance to uh, to put up some numbers this is the last year of his con- uh, no he signed did he sign a new deal or well, no he's guaranteed 21 million this year yeah um, so there's a good chance he's going to be signing a new contract halfway through the season or he's out or he's out yeah um, probably replacing Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh <laughs> Um, what what's it, are you on? I don't know. What's interesting? I'm just trolling you. What's yeah, interesting that. is that um, Bruce Arians has come in as head coach, and he was play call. He was play calling in um, Arizona. He's not doing that now. No. One of the prerequisites for him getting the role was that he wasn't going to be play calling. Okay. Um, and every shot I've seen of him in preseason has been him with his Kango hat on a golf course. So <laughs> take of that what you will. Right. Okay. Well, they've brought in uh, Todd Bowles as their new defensive coordinator as well, so it's been a real sea change in uh, in Tampa Bay. We'll see how it goes. Yep. I, you always hope that they'll they'll be what you hope they would be, you know, on on paper, but um, rarely turns out that way. I I I do think they're going to have a better season though than last year. I actually think they'll probably finish third in division. If I'm going to throw out some uh, some cheeky third. picks, in, I do. Interesting. Saints fourth? No. Oh. <laughs> no, unfortunately, I think the Saints are still going to win that division. Yep. But I think that the Panthers finish second. Oh. Do you think the Falcons I think the slide's real. I think the Falcons oh, slide okay. is real. That, that could be a full-on Fall of Rome-style implosion by uh, weeks eight or nine. really love Kyle Shanahan, don't you? It's nothing to do with Kyle Shanahan. I'm just saying, you know. There's a, there's a segue. <laughs> Oh, the next. Just give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to the 49ers first anyway, so that's not the right one. Um, start yeah. with the winners. What about you then, Dave? Uh, I disagree. I think the Saints win it. I think the Falcons are second. <laughs> oh, give off. Just... Panthers third. So this is you just living in 2018, the same as your drafting strategy. And yeah, and then the Bucks in fourth because that's what happened last year. No, the Bucks in fourth because they're gash. <laughs> the Bucks in fourth because we'll they're see. the weakest team. We'll see. I I don't mind Bruce Arians, obviously next uh, next dealer coordinator. Mm, of course, fanboy. <laughs> Unless he leaves you and he's a bit controversial, then you hate him. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Same as everyone else, isn't it? Yeah. Let's go on to the final division, but not the least in the NFC. Yeah. And that is the NFC West, where we saw the joint best team 
the Los Angeles Rams 13 and 3 uh, 7 and 1 home record 6 and 0 in the division smashed it uh, Sean McVay one of the best coaches in the NFL unfortunately got turned over by the best ever head coach in the NFL in the Super Bowl uh, let's have a look at what they've done Josh in the McDaniel. offseason sorry Josh McDaniel best yeah ever. simmer down <laughs> they had to wait until the second round to get their first pick in the draft that was Taylor Rapp which is an insanely good pick from Washington the safety uh, he was my favourite safety if you couldn't tell by that um, Darrell Henderson running back from Memphis in round three so that's a cover for Todd Gurley this is going to be interesting for the Rams because they've paid Gurley the most amount of money anyone's ever paid a running back yet Todd Gurley is nursing an injury he's been nursing one since the second half of last season and now that you've paid him you're going to have to wrap him in cotton wool and hope that he's ready for the next off season depending next, on how sorry, much post season yeah depending on how much of it was guaranteed is depending on how long he's going to stay there that's the problem I think they want to keep him long term otherwise mm. when they paid him but they're well, going they're to have to use him sparingly and yeah. I think that that's why Darrell Henderson's going to have a lot of production in that backfield uh, David Long cornerback from Michigan another good pick up there but I mean Arwarie and Julian Love were available at that point so I'll probably put them instead uh, who else eh. David Edwards was a pretty good offensive tackle from Wisconsin it's always good picking up a Wisconsin tackle if you can Dave it's just yeah. a good good program for that good to know yeah <laughs> so what do we think of the Rams are they just going to breeze straight back through to the Super Bowl is that your uh, they're going to breeze this division I think they're too strong are they yeah okay so you're happy even with a smaller girly production uh, yeah you trust uh, Jared Goff um, I trust that they're, they're losing one of their most influential players in a position that's easy to fill basically you, right the, the the disparity between a good running back and a mediocre running back is not as big as a good in any other position and a mediocre in any other position okay so it's that I don't think is a I huge guess, issue. Yeah. Right. Um, they brought in CJ Anderson, who was essentially <laughs> a barrel yeah. last season, and <laughs> he did a very stars, good yeah. job. Yeah. Um, the Cooper Cup's coming back after yes. the horse collar tackle that took him out. I was at that game. Mm-hmm. Go Denver. Um, he got mullered. <laughs> Cheers, absolutely Denver. destroyed. Um, but no, they. They're, I don't think there's any argument they're the strongest team in the division. Potentially the strongest team in the NFC. Well, you can they're say very an good. Yeah, very good. Okay, let's go on then. No point in talking about them anymore because nope. it's a, it's a done deal apparently. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks finished ten and six last year. Uh, finished in fifth place. I mean, it's been up and down for the Seahawks since their uh, forty-eight win. We we played them first game of last season and they were terrible. I mean, they were really yeah. really terrible. You, should tell that by the fact that the Broncos beat them um, but they were really bad and they started the season pretty badly and got steadily better Yes. and by the end of the season they were a really good team really good team ramped up didn't they yeah massively and I think it was the identity of it's okay to run it it's okay to have an all-star quarterback and run it as much as we do that's fine it's having that trust in the running back you're going to have to yeah. Marshall Lynch isn't it I suppose yeah and they they ran it. I mean, they sort of ran it by committee with Carson, who had the most runs with this from any running back, as well as um, having Bashar Penny as well. So yeah. they they used them very sensibly, and they basically run it to the end zone, 
and then uh, Russell Wilson had come on and throw a touchdown. <laughs> and that's literally what it was. It was it was it was great to watch. But yeah. they they almost found their identity, and a lot of the young guys who came in to replace the Legion of Boom started to find their identity and their identity as a team, um, and they just got much much stronger. I mean, that Legion of Boom is is now gone, basically, yeah. isn't it? So only uh, Bobby Wagner. Um, Wagner still there. I think he signed a new deal yeah um, Frank Clark is the latest one to go and Earl Thomas has went, went as well yes Earl Thomas famously went from that one I know Frank Clark is a defensive end rather than the secondary in air quotes defense. but still that defence uh, Frank Clark is a machine he's consistently getting pressure so it's going to be a loss for them uh, although they did get D forward but Ziggy answer and Ziggy answer did a lot of work in the draft. They had four picks going into it. End up with eleven. I was going to say they turned. They they turned. <laughs> they did a Madden where this you kept, go into it with not yeah. a lot and come out with a jewel of riches. Yeah, they just kept trading down basically to pick up more picks. They still had their first round pick, LJ Collier uh, from TCU. I wasn't overly you know, impressed with that pick, mm. uh, but that's what they got as part of the Frank Clark trade. Uh, other than that, I think their standout one's probably going to be DK Metcalf. Well, you say that. I did. There's a good chance he's missing for the season. No, he's got a slight injury, but have you seen the state of that bloke? Yeah, it's ridiculous. If anyone's going to heal, it's going to be him, right? (laughs) He's he's made of shredded wheat. Yeah, it's insane. That shredded. Yeah. It's It's, it's funny, though, because people mistake me for him. It's insane. Like, (laughs) build-wise, it's amazing. Um, People walking at the Specsavers to say, (laughs) that looks like DK Metcalf. And on the way out going, oh my God, it's Richard Incognito. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean this. This guy could be the next Tulio Jones. He, if you watch any Brett Coleman videos, which you should do, um, he did a, a, a highlight tape on him and basically said that he wasn't used properly in college. Um, if they'd used him properly as a kind of deep slot receiver, like an OBJ, then he would have had so much more production. They didn't use him properly, and that's why his draft stock dropped him a little bit. Uh, into the I, second round but I said before the draft he could that, blow up with Russell Wilson throwing him this ball I said before the draft that if it was me if I was drafting I'd be picking him in the first round and when yeah. he didn't go in the first round I was yeah. shocked yeah. he's really good but as I say concerns over injuries but he'll, he'll come back yeah. if anyone's going to recover from an injury it's going to be DK Metcalf uh, yeah they did some really good really good moves in there Ben Burke even uh, linebacker, linebacker from Washington uh, Gary Jennings from West Virginia could be a wide receiver three there as well yep. so they're definitely helping Russell Wilson as much as they can he's the the linchpin of that team paid as the franchise quarterback so I've got some high hopes for the Seattle this year I don't think they're going to have that slow start like they did last year and Michael Kendricks isn't in prison which is a, <laughs> at the moment a as, as, as we well. speak no he pled guilty beedly, 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 yeah. beedly. <laughs> Michael Kendricks is, is available apparently <laughs> for a game or two uh, let's go on then two more teams Dave we've got to get on with this yep. it's an hour and a half in this pod already uh, San Francisco 49ers one of the hardest hit teams in terms of injury uh, end up 4-12 and 12, uh, with their third string quarterback by the end of it uh, Nick Mullen taking the snaps obviously Jimmy G's back Jarrett McKinnon's almost back but a slight injury uh, and they made some moves in the off season as well so they picked up uh, D Ford. They gave up a twenty twenty second round pick for that. They gave up Dakota Watson to you guys. Yeah. You happy with that move? Yeah. Got the name of Stripper. 
<laughs> yeah, you gave up a, a fifth round pick this year, which the 49ers used on Dre Green, Greenlaw. Yeah. Uh, another linebacker. So that's a straight swap there, basically, as far as they're concerned. What was interesting is in the regular season last year, we inquired about Dakota Watson and was told he was not available. Right. And then they came to us not on draft night, but slightly before. Yeah. And they said, do you still want to make the trade? Right. Um So, yeah, it was. It was. It was uh, one of those things where the previous he's he's a very very good player and the previous um, management team I mean Elway's still there obviously but yeah. they wanted him and he's so good the new guys are coming and said yep we'll keep him we'll, okay. we'll take him so yeah very very uh, good signing for us I'm more interested with the 49ers on what you think because I think you're higher on the 49ers than <laughs> I, I am. I am I mean they had the second overall pick yep. and when Kyler Murray still went to the cards which was stupid um they had their free reign now I would have picked Quinn and Williams but they picked Nick Bosa uh, the fact is they had no pressure on the on and he's, anyway, so he's already matter. injured he's, he's already injured. exactly and he's also a bit of an idiot the as well Bosa on, the, on social media but yeah. um, you know he if he's he's just his brother basically so as long as he's healthy and that's a great pickup still yeah. uh, Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurd are two very good wide receivers out of South Carolina and Baylor respectively um Mitch uh, Wisnowski, a punter from Utah. I mean, you know, they did, they did a lot of punting last year, so that's not surprising that yeah, they true. invested in a punter. And they said Dre Greenlaw, as we said, linebacker from Arkansas. It's a straight swap there for uh, Dakota Watson. No, I was, again, impressed with uh, John Lynch and his general manager um, abilities there. And they've got one of the best, if not the best, offensive coordination mind as uh, head coach in the NFL. So, uh, I'm excited to see what if we can finally see a full season of Jimmy G throwing the ball um, because I think they've got some good talent around there yeah, he's got to look better than he has done in pre-season that's for sure I don't care about pre-season Dave and neither should you no I do no one should it care m- about pre-season it might be the only success Denver have <laughs> don't take it away from me <laughs> remember the Browns went 4-0 the season they uh, went 0-16 uh, and so the Raiders are nothing. looking to do exactly the same thing exactly. so fingers crossed yeah, exactly it means absolutely nothing so, no, I think they, uh, as long as they stay healthy this year, then I think they're going to be challenging them for the division. Really? Yep. Interesting. They're definitely over 500, which means that they're looking for a wildcard spot. I don't think they'll be, I don't think they win the division, but I think they're challenging for second, which would be very interesting because it's a very tough division. Mm. Apart from, I'm only joking. The Arizona Cardinals. They're dog shit. The Arizona Cardinals. Don't think about last year, Dave. This is a brand new bag we're dealing with here. All right. Apart from Steve Kime, uh, GM. So, Arizona Cardinals. We know what they were last year. The first team in the world. 3-13 <laughs> was the record. Uh, by the end of it, there were question marks over their first year starter, Josh Rosen, who they picked number 10 overall. And sure enough, come draft night, <laughs> they pick up another quarterback, this time Kyler Murray. Uh, completely messed up any chance of decent trade value for Rosen as a result of it. If they were going to take Kyler Murray, they should have shipped Rosen weeks before and got a big draft haul for it. But they didn't, so there we go. <laughs> uh, they t- but they did manage to kind of salvage the rest of the draft so Byron Murphy cornerback from Washington arguably the best overall cornerback in the draft they got him round two uh, Andy Isabella very good slot receiver uh, they got him round two as well from UMass uh, Zach Allen good defensive end from Boston College in round three Hakeem Butler another good wide receiver talked about in first couple of rounds uh, talent 
Deontay Thompson, safety from Alabama. Any any defensive player you get from Alabama is going to be pretty decent. Uh, I mean, we can talk about some others as well, but you know, like uh, Lamont Gallard from uh, Georgia. But he's, he's a guard, so don't have to worry about that too much. Um, they moved Josh Rosen over to the Miami Dolphins. They got a 2020 fifth round pick for him and a second round pick they used on Andy Isabella uh, in this current draft. Uh, they also picked up Marcus Gilbert, offensive tackle from the Steelers. They gave up a sixth round pick for him. Uh, the Steelers picked up Ulysses Gilbert, linebacker, for that pick. But they have also brought in Cliff Kingsbury as the new head coach. Known for an air raid system, so a kind of spread system where you just kind of launch the ball out, mesh concepts. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to this because it's going to be a complete change of identity for the Cardinals and Lord knows they needed it. Yeah, last year they had the worst offense in in the NFL. Yeah. How many, how many points they averaged per game? <laughs> Not many. Have a guess. Put a number would, out there. How many points did they average? Eight? Fourteen. Fourteen. All right, so I was just doing that. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> All right, Jesus. but I mean, Christian Kirk went down. He looked pretty good until he got injured. True. Um, and Larry Fitzgerald is still a workhorse who you know is going to just canter straight into the. My concern isn't on their offense. My concern really is on their defense. Well, they've got Chandler Jones and Patrick Peterson. Yes, they have. Yes. They've also signed Alford. Yes, but they've Rob also Alford, got yeah. Tremaine Brock from us yeah. as well. They signed Max Garcia as well. Right, not defense, but you know. Um, but they have picked up Byron Murphy is probably the best cornerback in the game so in, in the draft so they're okay. great there and Zach Allen was a very good defensive end prospect from Boston College who's their who's their defensive coordinator because this go on you know who it is yeah because... Vance Joseph yeah and I can tell you from last season like Vance Joseph he is a diabolical defensive coordinator he, he just was the is. head coach and he was defensive coordinator, play coach. He, he was he was doing everything on defense, which was a major issue. <laughs> Honestly, awful. You I gave him short shrift. I don't. You know, yeah, I think you, you you bailed too early on that one. But uh, I mean, you picked up Vic Fangio, so fair play. You think we bailed too at two years? Yeah. of nonsense. <laughs> yeah, but your team was rubbish. Nonsense. Behave yourself. <laughs> he doesn't pipe draft down, the pipe down, sunshine. <laughs> look anyway. Look, this is a brand new team, Dave. All right, mm-hmm. this could be a dangerous team. Kyler Murray is a, is a number one overall corner, uh, quarterback. Are you honestly saying? They've got brand new talent there. A lot younger, straight away. David Johnson had a whole season of being healthy at running back. Am I being right. punked? No, you're not being punked. I'm <laughs> giving this, reasons to be cheerful if you're an Arizona fan, all right? All right, go on. They're going to be better than 3-13. and 13. Let's have it right, okay? Okay. <laughs> am, I, am I saying not going to be bottom of the division no but I think you're going to underestimate them okay. they're going to put up some points they're going to be more than 14 a game mm, okay I I might buy the fact that they're going to put up more points this season I, yeah. I buy that so thank you I just think defensively they are a bad team they're still a few years away but I think that you need to worry about that offense a bit their more their line is terrible as well but the, yeah but the point of the air raid system is you can get the ball out quicker Okay, and that's so that the offensive line doesn't matter quite as much I know how the air raid system works but the one issue I will say <laughs> I know you know it yeah works. the one issue I will say is it 
one of the things that you have to be able to do is move up the field relatively quickly. I don't see they going to. I don't see how they're going to do that, even with that offensive line. I just don't see it. They don't have the tight ends to be able to. I mean, who's the tight end? It's Ricky Seals Jones or something. <laughs> and um, they signed another tight end. I can't remember who it was now. But the fact they don't have the tight ends to take focus away from the wide receivers, so that's going to make it much more difficult to run an air raid system. It just is. I I'm not. I'm just not feeling it. Good we'll luck to him. Good luck to him. We'll see how it goes. I've got some faith in this system that it's actually a, a better way of running current NFL. So, yeah, that's why I picked up Kyle Murray as a sneaky pick because uh, in the fantasy draft, it could all work out. Could be terrible, but it could work out. Yeah, I know which way I'm going with it. <laughs> the 2018 route. Yeah, oh, such an idiot. <laughs> the answer to say. The way, saying oh the 2018 route is wrong the the counter to that is not to say everything is opposite that's not how I'm not saying works. everything is opposite I'm just saying that you know stuff does change that's the whole point yeah, of having off season and, and coaching changes and personnel changes 100% if you listened to me last week that's why I said the Ravens were going to win your division <laughs> <laughs> didn't they win it last year mm. Mm, yeah I think so what are you talking about <laughs> you melt <laughs> Anyway, and let's get let's get out of here. Come I on, didn't right. play a huge right. amount of time. So anyway, get out of here. You're in my house. That is <laughs> Unlock the door, Dave. Let me leave. All right. So that was the NFC preview. Next week, Dave, we can actually talk about NFL stuff. Yeah. Because well, we're going to be on the cusp of an NFL game. Talk about everything we've learned from preseason. Exactly. All the <laughs> all the all the things that matter. We'll um, see if we can get another member of the pod to come on. Yeah, this weekend is the final preseason games. Yeah, uh, no one you'll ever heard of will have been playing. Yeah, um, then I believe the rosters are cut down from yes. the current mid seventies, mid eighties to fifty three. Um, then there will be lots more players cut when people yes. are picked up off waivers. <laughs> yeah, and only at that point we'll be able to look at the current squads and say, okay, this is where teams are going now. Exactly. There's going to be a lot of a lot of big players who are going to get cut there'll be a few surprises out there there is every year yeah yeah it always happens if you've ever watched Hard Knocks you know the player you don't want to get cut gets cut Antonio Brown <laughs> I oh. still hope he doesn't play a game for him it'd be hilarious he goes, no he gets <laughs> cut and then he goes back to the Steelers <laughs> we wouldn't have him back for two first rounders <laughs> no, they're not going to give you two first rounders to take him back. That's not how it works. They would do. Such an idiot. <laughs> That's Mike Mayock for you. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the NFC preview show, guys. Remember, if you liked it, make sure you like and subscribe and uh, tell all your friends. Um, hit us up on Twitter at Jim and the King, telling me that I had the best fantasy draft as well. Yeah, check out our fantasy draft uh, picks on jimandtheking.com. Twitter's at Jim and the King. Follow Dave on at Denver Dave 30 probably <laughs> so until next week guys I've been Jim that's been Dave and thank you so much for listening Jim and the King